0: The following show contains views and opinions that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised.
1: Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk. I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian, and with me this week we have Aaron Mills. Hello. And we have the cat.
0: Hello, everyone.
1: Yes, it is true. We can have both co-hosts on at the same time, despite what the past few episodes have been like.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. If I'm here and you're here, then who's flying this plane?
2: Um, Dio. That would be the that would be the dog.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. Put the best mind to the task. Makes exactly,
1: sense. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Ah, uh, but yeah. So. So, uh, and yeah, and right up, right up as I, as I'm doing this, I saw, I saw a tornado warning pop up on my phone. It's the next county over, but you know, that's the kind of weather I'm dealing with as I as, as we record this episode. Uh, Kat, how about you?
0: I've got three inches of snow outside and every road is closed due to a fatal accident.
1: Oh God.
0: Maybe not fatal ones. I don't know. But every road is kind of closed. Damn. This isn't as bad as, like, the two storms ago, but I am super sick of winter, guys. Also, everything about the Midwest. I'm sick of everything about the Midwest.
1: I can't really blame you. I kind of wish we would have cooler weather down here, at the very least. Or at least cooler feeling weather. But, you know, that's just me. Uh... And I can't can't say too much against people who you know block the highway because of accident because well that's how, how I lost my last job. <laughs> uh, but um but but how how are things over on your end of the woods, uh Aaron? Uh fine. Weather's
2: being kinda weird. We're getting we're also still getting snow, but it's not that bad and it usually melts within the first day or so, so
1: Yeah. So, sounds kinda typical. It, mm-hmm. Or it's bit, March.
0: Yeah. It should be getting warmer, but no. Yeah.
1: Although I seem to remember when I lived in Wyoming, and granted, this is a little further north than Salt Lake City, uh, at least the particular part of Wyoming I lived in was north, for, further north. You know, we would have we would have snow in like Marchish, Aprilish, and I remember as late as May still seeing piles of snow that had been just shoveled up. And I thought that was just the weirdest thing. It's like, wait, how the fuck is that not gone? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, be, being a little higher above sea level than most other places <laughs> I've lived in kind of is a thing. So, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, like, I'm in a slightly more southern part of the Midwest, and, mm-hmm. and you know, we, we kind of expect by March that it's starting to not be three inches of snow falling on mm-hmm. a Sunday.
1: But here we are. Yeah. Oh. But if you, but if you, but if you want to get away from the weather, you could do all sorts of things. Like, well, you're listening to this show, and you could also watch a stream. I know. Uh, I know. I've been getting into streaming lately, and I'm thinking I'm settling on a Monday, trying to settle on a Monday Wednesday Friday schedule. Just streaming whatever I want, just for a few hours each day. Get the hang of it. I'll, eventually, I'll get to longer ones. And speaking of streams, I know, Aaron, you do you do a stream, at least weekly, don't you? Yeah,
2: I usually try to um, stream weekly. I started off a while back. When I got my current computer, I realized, oh, hey, look at this. I've got a computer that can actually handle doing shit like this now. So I gave it a shot. Um I uh, streamed We Happy Few for about six weeks, finished that game, and then um, during that time, I would go on to Rosen and Casey's stream. Uh, Casey is Miss Nightmare. Um, I would go on to their stream, guests are on their stream, and they were doing Monster Prom, and I was like, oh, this seems like fun, so I bought Monster Prom, and that's what we've been doing for the last six weeks.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, and, and I know I'm, uh, I know we're... I think we're supposed to be doing like a D and D stream at some point. That's yeah. That's, that's the plan. A, that's apparently. The plan. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, Do it. I don't
2: know. Rosen. Do Rosen. Rose is
1: full. Rosen is
2: full of plans. Whether those plans actually get executed is
1: is, is a whole different story. I, yeah, I totally understand. Nothing I, against Rosen. He's a great guy,
2: but he gets very enthusiastic about things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I totally understand the mindset. <laughs>
0: well. If if you guys do a and d stream and you need somebody to fill in as a guest who can do lots of accents and has a really cool character in another campaign right now that she doesn't mind throwing out a different campaign, you know where I live.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that 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 is definitely, you know what? We'll have to put that we'll have to put that up to Rosen cuz he's the DM. So, yeah.
2: We'll see. This will be interesting because while I have been gaming for Jesus Christ, how long now? what was I, In nearly 30 years now. Um, I have giggity never goddamn. actually been, huh?
0: I said giggity goddamn.
2: Uh, <laughs> I started when I was about 16, I'm 42 now, so. Um, I have not actually, aside from one or two occasions, uh, the last time I played any form of d d was literally about 20 years ago back when third edition first came out and mm-hmm. my particular group was curious to give it a shot just to see what it was all about. Cause all of us hated second edition. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, Jesus Christ, this is unnecessarily complicated.
0: <laughs> yeah. I played Pathfinder. So I know that feeling.
2: Yeah, It's like, I, it's like the one thing with AD and D it was just like the one thing that I could never wrap my head around. Wait a minute, wait, a minute. let me get this straight. The higher your armor class, the worse your armor is. What? <laughs> that makes yeah. no goddamn sense. It was like under the Thaco rule, and that was like one of the things that made no sense. It was just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm like, I don't want need to ha- I don't want to play a game where I need a degree in fucking calculus to understand your math. No <laughs>
0: Pathfinder, <I> mean- <laughs> it's the worst. I loved it, but it's the worst.
2: Well that's because Pathfinder was designed for people who wanted, you know, A D and D. It's kinda like when it's kinda like when Hackmaster first came out and the first edition the first published edition of Hackmaster was essentially just based on the AD and D rule system.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm shaking my head. You can't see it, but I'm shaking my head.
2: <laughs> now the thing we've been playing my groups have played for a while was um, Uh, main group we had played Deadlands for a while the classic version and then I didn't really have a gaming group while I lived in Florida and then when I got back I got back into another group and we were playing what evolved out of the Deadlands system which was Savage Worlds which is kind of just a generic rule system and then we played a bunch of settings for that and then my GM decided to kick me out of the group and we're not going to talk about that because that's in the past and I don't want to
1: Yeah, I don't blame you (laughs) I think in terms of my own tabletop experience, uh, i I I know at one point uh Rosen and a bunch of us did like the Ghostbusters RPG for a couple of for a couple of nights. I don't remember mm-hmm. if we streamed those, but that was kind of fun. Um Yeah, the
2: original Ghostbusters RPG from West End Games, that was your best one of, it was one of the best uh pick up and play RPGs yeah. they can have. It's very rules light and a lot of fun.
1: Yeah and i know i played i don't remember which edition it might have been the latest one as of 2010 2011 that particular uh, that particular time frame but it was at a new year's eve party of all things and we just sat around and played some d and then well well it's new year's eve so i guess you, you can guess what happens from there but but it was that's like my biggest experience playing uh, just tabletop role playing games and even now even with uh, Even with advanced, not not advanced, fifth edition DD. Wow. See, see, that's how, that's how, that's how new I am. It's advanced. Yeah. It's advanced for me. (laughs) Uh, But even I'm sitting here like, you know what? I have a game, I have a game maker. I could probably put together something that could help just mitigate all the math I'm going to have to do and all of the, and just all of the, uh, erasure, and put stuff back in on my character sheet or whatever you know things that I might have to do for that for that to actually happen. So although although with the character sheet now that you know since I'm set up for so many different things, putting together a character sheet I just open up GIMP get get a, a PNG or JPEG of of the character of the actual character sheet put all that stuff in there make it look nice and neat and boom there you go I'm set <laughs> <laughs> and GIMP is free by the way so. Mm. If completely
2: counterintuitive.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
2: That's the one thing I always hated about a lot of people. It's like, oh, you want Photoshop? Just do GIMP. It's free. I'm like, I've tried using GIMP. The problem is is that most freeware stuff that's designed to mimic something else. Mm -hmm. So in an effort, I assume partially A, to avoid getting sued and B... A to avoid getting sued, but the other thing, it, it, they make things slightly different, which is fine. The problem is, is that I've noticed that a lot of freeware is designed by coding nerds who don't understand the concept of no to use a co- to use something. You shouldn't need to have to modify it. There should be a way to use it out of the box, as it were. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to go into recode the goddamn thing to uh, to get it to do what I want.
1: Yeah. I guess I got lucky because my needs are usually very simple.
2: So my needs are simple, and the damn thing I can't figure fucking Gimp out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, admittedly, it did take me a while to,
0: to give figure. me a
2: goddamn manual. Please don't tell me. Oh, we've got a wiki. That's not helpful.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and what if you're not connected to the net at the time too? So exactly. Uh, make it a downloadable wiki. Wait, those are instruction manuals. <laughs> anyway, oh so so yeah, things happened. I, 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 the Oscars happened within the last week, didn't they? That, yeah. That, that oh god, that is that is how long this week has felt to me. Time, time, what is time anymore? Is is time even a thing? Because I don't even know. Because the Oscars happened this week, um, and, and of course the the whole. And then this is going to tie into the top news story when we get to it. But CPAC happened this week. I know this because half of Twitter was ablaze with it, because I follow a lot of political Twitters anyway. And CPAC, from what I'm from what I'm gathering, especially lately, it's just a bunch of people with conservative values get together and try try and try and figure out, okay, how are we going to fuck up the world this year? It's it's basically my takeaway from it, but. But you know, uh, but we'll get a little bit more in depth into at least one part of it that really stuck out to me a little bit later. Oh God. <laughs> oh so, but for now, um, before we actually get into the news, we're going to take ourselves a quick little ad break, uh, and it's a fun thing that I've no- that I've been able to do with these ad breaks because this gets posted. First, first foremost, to Patreon, which they don't get any ads at all, so they they still get a little something in their break. It's like a, like a little thank you or whatever. Um, I probably will do a little bit something more creative during that break for the patrons, but we'll get there. Um, then on Anchor, there's already like a pre there's a pre-recorded thing that that you can get that you could do for like advertisers on Anchor, and there's one of those set up on Anchor. And then the YouTube version. It's just an advertisement for the Patreon. <laughs> so depending on where you listen to it, you get something a little bit different. And it's a little extra work on my part, but I love it. And the good part about some of it is I only have to record one thing, like like the uh, one for Anchor, the the Patreon one for YouTube, record it once, I can stick on every YouTube video that I have these breaks on. So that's kind of neat. Um, again, a little bit of extra work, but, you know, it, it's worth it. So uh, we'll take... You know have a li- have a listen to whatever I've put depending on what platform you're on and we'll be right back and we're back Ooh, that was that was a thing like I said you know depending on what what platform you listen to this on or watch this on if you're watching it on YouTube you get a different thing uh, so I talk- welcome back our topic tonight is is men who love goats
2: and the women who don't like alpaca
1: <laughs> yeah that that is, that is that is definitely one topic oh yes uh, so I I hinted about it a little bit before the break and uh, our first news story I put this in because I seriously wanted to just talk about this bring this up and just put my put put out my own uh, thoughts on this one as well um, so this first one has to do with cpac uh, Trump announced during his CPAC speech today, he will sign an executive order requiring colleges to, quote-unquote, support free speech. Trump made the announcement after inviting Hayden Williams, the conservative activist attacked at Berkeley, to the stage to speak. Williams briefly spoke, and Trump followed up with words of praise. He took a punch for all of us, Trump said, and we could never allow that to happen. And here, it, and here it is closing. in closing with Hayden, here's the good news. He's going to be a wealthy young man. Sounds like somebody's going to pay him off and that somebody is already... Never mind. uh, Back to the article first. Article first. Uh, Article
2: first, conspiracy later, Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) After Williams thanked, thanked the president and walked off stage, Trump announced the executive order. Today I am proud to announce that I will be very soon signing an executive order requiring colleges and universities to support free speech if they want federal research dollars. If they want our dollars, and we give it to them by the billions, they've got to allow people like Hayden and many other great young people and old people to speak free speech. If they don't, it will be costly. That will be signed soon. Okay, number one. From my understanding of how the government works, even if he were to sign such an executive order, Congress controls the purse strings, do they not? Yeah. Yeah, so there would be a congressional fight over this, and we all know Nancy Pelosi is going to be like, no, motherfucker, you ain't pulling this shit. So, so there's that to consider right off the hand. But let's say, for the sake of argument, that this goes through as he wants it. That he's The way he's wording it is basically saying, hey, you allow my people to speak, or we're not giving you money. Even though on college campuses, if, you know, nobody, free speech, we have it. That means the government cannot tell you to shut the fuck up. That's what it means. And if a college or university does not want somebody to speak at their university for whatever reason, whether it's because of ideological differences or whether because that person typically brings along with them some sort of violence, whether through their own fault or otherwise, they have a right to say, no, we really don't want you here. You know, you you wouldn't fit, or we worry about safety. And with some with some instances, yeah, that's a very very um, legitimate concern. That's not stifling your right to free speech. That just that's it's just one platform saying, "Hey, we don't want to put up with you. Go away, please." Some are more ruder than others, but that's the general gist of it. And Trump wants to force. Everybody to be able to speak at any u- university they want. Under 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 what I am reading from this, I could go up to uni- to say Liberty University, and proclaim that you know that atheism is the one true religion, and and you know basically spend the whole Christian uh, rhetoric on its head in, in the name of atheism. I'm not going to do that. That would be a dick move to do that. But if Trump had his way, I could do that, and Liberty University would not have a goddamn thing to say about it. Ugh. Kat, do you have any thoughts on this one so far?
0: Um, I, w- I was going to say that this is a slippery slope, um, okay. if ever there was one. That um, the The aim here is more than anything, seems like it's there to defund voices against his administration anybody who disagrees with him he argues is is not for free speech you know Mm
1: -hmm. every
0: time somebody who is um obnoxiously conservative gets their speech canceled uh or their their whatever at a university canceled everybody says well they're just arguing against free speech and as we've said over and over and over uh freedom of speech does not mean that you are free from consequences and getting your speech canceled is a consequence of you being a piece of shit yeah um So it seems like the goal here is to take universities who don't want to give um, people a platform to, you know, speak and potentially do harm by speaking um, and to defund them because a lot of universities are, um, you know, there's there's a a lot of talk and stuff about how universities make liberals and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's just a it's just a, a. a breeding ground for liberal ideas and if you um, threaten to take money away from universities that they will either start marching, uh, uh, goose-stepping to the administration's point of view, um, or, or you can defund them and they will close and then no longer create a hotbed of uh, liberals.
1: Yeah, try doing that with private, privately funded universities too, by the way. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that that wouldn't work for a privately funded university. Not that Trump really th- cares about that, because I'm pretty sure in his mind if it's privately funded, that means, well, that means there are people just like him. Regardless of what the subject matter would be or, or the uh, political makeup of their of their student body would be.
0: Yeah, and then and then so the slippery slope here is where where does it end? At what point, you know, if if uh, the administration wants to redefine free speech to mean whatever the president says is what's real, which is you know what they're what they do, they just try and recreate facts to suit whatever horse shit comes out of his idiot mouth. Um, and so so where does it end when when they're saying we don't we don't want People um, voicing a secondary opinion. Mm-hmm. And then at what point are they they can start mandating that universities teach lies about Trump and you know, in order to keep funding? Where does that end? Hopefully yeah. at another stop in the government before it actually makes it into a law or anything. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But we should never be having this conversation. Free speech is one of those things where it's like we we don't need a law to make universities uh, honor free speech because that it's already there. It's 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 already there. It already exists. We don't need it.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: It's just a waste of time and money that makes him feel like he's accomplishing something.
2: It's not even that. Basically, it's just him. I'm sorry. Were you? I'm sorry. Had you finished? I don't want to. Uh, yes. I don't want to step yes. By
0: you.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not even It's not even that he even cares, honestly. This is all theater. That's really all this is. It's all fucking theater. He's setting himself up for the 2020 election because somewhere in that little weasel brain of his, he knows that he's fucked up just enough that it's not a guaranteed thing that he's going to get elected again. So he's hoping that to start doing this shit now so he can stir up his base and scam everybody in the country just like he did in 2016
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, he's panicking. That's what he's doing. He's trying to prove that he's trying to assert not just to us, but probably to himself at this point, given everything else that's going on, that he's still in charge, that he's still the man, that he is the most powerful man on the planet. He's not. But we should always I always need to point this out to everybody. I feel the need to always point this out because it tends to get lost in the rhetoric. Yeah. Uh, You started saying something about this other guy who spoke getting paid off because Trump said he's going to be a very wealthy man. No, I've always said that the biggest – I run my life according to two things. Never attribute to malice what can always be explained by stupidity. Right. And the biggest conspiracy is that there is no conspiracy. He's only talking about it because basic – the only reason he said that is because that's the only thing Trump values. That is the only thing – Money. Does it make money? That's basic. Trump is not that hard to figure out and he's not as smart as some people want to make him out to be. Right. It's really simple. Is somebody going to make money by him doing this? Him or one of his other creep billionaire friends? Probably. If that's the case, then yeah, it's probably what he's going to do. This, I don't think he's actually serious about it because as you said, he can sign executive orders from now until the cows come home An executive order is not a royal decree, despite how a lot of pundits like to phrase it. Yeah. Okay? I'm pretty sure that this exceeds his actual authority. So even if he issues one, nobody's going to be under any obligation to actually adhere to it.
1: Right.
0: Also, it's one of these things that is so simplistic. um, Because, again, as we've said, it already exists. The freedom of speech already exists. That it's it's a... it's a thing where he can throw that out there. And if anybody tries to disagree with it, then it makes them look unpatriotic because it's so simple. You know, there's no reason it needs to exist. But, you know, like it, it's going, hey, look, uh, I value American values. And if you disagree with this, don't you look dumb? And, and nobody's going to look at the, well, it already exists, so we don't need it. They're just going to look at, oh, oh, so if you don't want this, that means that you don't want free speech on campuses. It's like, it's, it's, it's a, it's bait. It's bait. It's out there to, to make somebody disagree with it so that they look bad. Yeah. Which,
1: yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I. I don't have anything. I don't, so. It's fucking
2: pandering. That's all it is. Once yeah. again, him pandering yeah. to his base. Yeah, and all that. It's yeah. It's it's standard Trump procedures. It's basically if they won't give you what you want threaten them, then get angry, then, you know, do all this other bullshit. It's the exact same thing with the fucking wall. It's the exact same thing with everything he's done, even prior to it. I still don't believe that anybody who has never studied what the hell Donald Trump does, and I knew this even before he got into the, even once he entered the political arena, I'm like, oh, God damn it, this is going to be a shit show. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm everybody's acting like, well, how could he do this? He's the president. I'm like, he's he's Donald Trump first. He will always be Donald Trump first. The man is a liar. He is a con artist. He basically has no he has huge reputation for being a great businessman when he's not. He's gotten through on bluster and braggadocio. And now it's not working for him. So now he's starting to become. Act like the fucking petulant child he is, and hope that that works because it's worked for him in the past. And so far, the problem he's getting, the reason he's getting so unhinged, is that more and more of us are going are not buying it anymore.
1: Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I don't record with anyone else who uses Braggadocio.
1: <laughs> I like
2: words. I like words.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think Josh Hadley and I need to step up our vocabulary game then. <laughs> uh, Josh, you are listening right in the show uh, So we'll, we'll go from that We'll go from that over to something lighter Definitely lighter But still a little bit what the fuckery um, Somewhere over the last few years Weezer became the kid on the playground Who deliberately tried to make themselves too weird to bully I can tell you from experience That does not necessarily work after years of having every new song compared unfavorably to their earlier output, trying to please an increasingly unpleasable fan base and critical core, Rivers Cuomo, I think I'm pronouncing that right, and company, apparently decided to give up without actually giving up. They started writing music by spreadsheet. I... how the fuck do you do that? What? I don't know how you do that. I know how to write music. I don't know how to do it by spreadsheet. They slapped Hurley from Lost on the cover of an album also named Hurley. They became the world's most successful touring cover band. If we're going to be a joke, they seem to suggest, we may as well be in on it and have a little fun in the process. In fairness, I I like that attitude. All right. Which brings us to today, when Weezer debuted four new songs from its latest self-titled album, known in typical fan terminology as The Black Album, inside the video game Fortnite, on a recently created bit of geography dubbed Weezer World reports neither confirm nor deny that it's an island in the sun.
2: Uh, This article's from the AV Club, by the way. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, the pathetic attempts
1: at humor should not be unexpected. (laughs) Yeah. For another band launching a long-anticipated release in 2019, this might simply feel like a savvy, if misguided, bit of pandering. But Modern Weezer is on a whole different tip, making this feel like an online trolling of a very different sort. Or maybe they've just made us paranoid at this point. Not since the heady days of Duran Duran rocking Second Life has the intersection between music and online gaming gotten this resolutely weird. <laughs> sure, Marshmallow played a concert in the popular online shooter earlier this year, but that feels different from a still major, despite themselves, band debuting in their new music in, debuting their new music in this way. It is beyond the barbership barbershop outfits. It transcends the how-do-you-do-fellow-kidsness that crops into any interaction between established adults and the massively popular online game. It is a sort of strangeness beyond, and the only thing that could make it weirder is if there was a little digital rivers in there dabbing along to the songs. Dear Epic Games developer of Fortnite, please add in a little digital rivers dabbing along to the songs. This... Releasing an album... In a video game, I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping that you could at least go and buy it outside of Fortnite, but but releasing it in a game, just I guess like a a mass live listen. And, I mean, okay, it's not the way I would have put about it. Maybe you know what? Maybe I should put this very episode of That's Me and Talk on on, on uh, Fortnite somewhere. No, wait, don't do that. Those are mostly kids. I would probably get sued. Um... <laughs>
0: Fortnite's more popular than
1: us. Yeah, this is. I don't true. get it. Uh, I've tried. I say Fortnite. this is the
2: oldest. I say this is the oldest of the three of us. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I've tried Fortnite. I mean, it's free. I can get it on the Switch. Yeah, why not? I just not really that big into shooters, uh, especially when I don't have a keyboard and mouse. Yes, I know I can get it on the PC as well, but if I want a shooter, I'll just play Overwatch. Then I then I can blow things up as as a uh, insane pyromaniac Aussie. So, ah, uh, but yeah, kudos to them for at least having some creativity in, in their in releasing it. I guess because that's just all right. <laughs>
0: Honestly, though, with how popular video games are and whoever they're trying to market to, mm-hmm. you know, like it always feels to me like the the. The music industry for whatever it is now is it just hasn't changed that much yeah mostly because like a lot of us grew up and just don't care that much and we're still listening to the same bands that we were listening to 10 15 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and like new music isn't really a thing for us anymore
2: i can i can vouch for that my my uh our radio is permanently set to the local 80s station <laughs>
0: i don't even use my radio i have my ipod my like eight-year-old ipod with the same music that i've had for the last 20 years and i have it hooked up to a playlist and sometimes i change the playlist but it's always the same music and i don't listen to the radio um so like the only way that i listen to new music is i'm forced to listen to new music through an outlet like in a store or like somebody's playing a radio at work or something like that. So Weezer would be popular with people our age, Mm -hmm. our, our spectrum um, of our age range. And what are a bunch of like loser nerds doing playing Fortnite? Probably Who, who do they want to market their music to us? Because we're the right age who would have known about them and their music. Yeah. So, kind of makes sense to me to just throw their music into something they can't avoid, like the the audience can't not hear it. Right. So, like force your music, your new music onto people because nobody wants to listen to new music anymore. <laughs> to me, it makes as much sense as anything else because you've got to find new outlets if you want to stay relevant because i mean like look at look at your the ways we listen to music now we we listen to oldie stations mtv doesn't actually have music anymore so like you've got to be in something more modern like you've got to be all over youtube and stuff like that mm-hmm. um using using creative new means to your advantage i thought was pretty clever yeah, um, yeah. I, and i've heard the album's pretty good too
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I can understand. That's a that's a good point. You know, you market wherever the hell the people with the money is. Um, and the sad to say, the three of us are slowly. I've already, I'm already out of that age range where most marketing marketing is targeted anyway, which is the eighteen to thirty five range. You know, I'm already it, out,
0: baby.
2: Yep, <laughs> I'm still out of that range. So you know, actually, be closer to like even with Fortnite, that would be closer to like you know when kids are just starting to get their own their own money so you know the Mm -hmm. 14 to 35 range i guess is what it would actually be but i've aged out of that so it's like because at that point it's just like okay um but you know i can't blame them for doing this because right now Fortnite is the biggest thing in video games i don't get it myself it's like i kind of want a game with a story you know. Yeah. And people will say Fortnite has a story. I said, yeah, but I don't want to have to go hunting for the story and have to figure this out. I don't want an ARG style story, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's the same thing with um with Overwatch. I played Overwatch for a while. I got bored because it was just the same thing over and over again. Okay, yeah, you get new characters every so often, but who cares? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um but, you know, I can't fault them for that, but it's just the fact that it's Weezer is what I think really makes it just so friggin' weird. Cause I never liked Weezer. I was in college when Weezer first made it big mm-hmm. and I would play their music on the station yeah. and I just was listening to it. And I'm like, why do people like this?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that was when I was within the marketing target range. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. And then it's just weird. It's like, they want to try to embrace all this new stuff and then Rivers Cuomo goes over and writes like three songs for the Monkees 50th anniversary album. Huh? Yeah, he did. Hmm. And the thing is, they're good. Awesome. <laughs> I have the Monkees <laughs> 50th. An- I have the Monkees 50th anniversary album, you know, just the song good the title track Good Times is actually a really fun and catchy tune and actually sounds like an old like like it could have been written in 1966. But <laughs> Yeah, so it's just this is this is just kind of okay. (laughs) It's
0: it's more frustrating that it worked than anything else. You're like, this shouldn't have worked. It's Weezer and it's Fortnite.
1: (laughs) How dare Uh, this work? Yeah, but oh god. So all right. So this next one, the the story itself. There's a couple of them that the story, the the major story itself is not the the biggest thing that i want to bring up but as i go through this particular story you could probably guess what my issue with this is going to be and how far i'm probably reading into it uh so this one's out of potomac maryland an unemployed millennial threw a telephone at her mother's head because her mom declined to drive her to yoga class montgomery police county police alleging court documents obtained by the local news holly albert 30 is charged with second degree assault In 2017, Albert's mother called 911 to report a domestic violence incident. Responding officers arrived at the family's single-family home and found Albert's mother with a blood-saturated shirt and hair that was matted down with blood. Albert's mother told police that her daughter wanted to attend an afternoon yoga class for meditative purposes. When Albert's mother declined to drive her there, the 30-year-old allegedly became irate, shouted insults, grabbed a phone, and chucked it directly at her mom's head. I think you're going to need more than meditation to take care of that, Uh, ma'am. Directed at the daughter, not the mother. Uh, Albert's mother, whose head was turned the other way, suffered a cut that caused a large amount of bleeding. Ironically enough, she used that phone to call police as her daughter fled. Authorities issued an arrest warrant on the day of the alleged assault, but did not manage to arrest Albert until February 2019, 18 months later. Despite the victim of the... Despite being the victim of the alleged assault, Albert's mother sent a two-paged, typed statement of, of support to the court on behalf of her daughter, which reads, and I quote, I freely state that at all times since those events up to the present, Holly Ann has lived with me and her father without any incident or reason whatsoever that would cause either of us to fear for our safety or well-being, Albert's mother wrote. Moreover, I believe that it is in Holly Ann's best interest that she continue to reside with us, rather than have to make other living arrangements pending a future trial date. Hollyann is currently unemployed, and we are providing her with financial and other support at this time. It is Hollyann's wish and decision to address and resolve the subject proceeding, and to that end, she is voluntarily surrendering herself to the outstanding warrant. Knowing Hollyann as I do, I am confident that she intends to appear at every court date necessary to bring this matter to a close. Albert was released on an unsecured personal bond, meaning she didn't have to put down money before walking out of jail. Someone did, however, have to sign a document promising to pay $5,000 should Albert fail to appear in court. Her parents have also retained a private defense attorney to work on her behalf. Albert is scheduled to return to Montgomery County District Court on March 19th for a preliminary hearing, and she faces up to 10 years in prison. Okay. So, on the meat of the story itself, uh, uh, Holly... In the wrong, totally, because yeah, you, you yo yeah, I've been pissed at my folks for doing for for not helping me do certain things here or there or or helping me get things that I felt I needed at the time. Sure, that happens. You live with you live with anybody long enough, tempers are gonna flare up. Where Holly went wrong is throwing her phone at her mother, apparently hard enough to like like break skin and like cause a hell of a lot of bleeding. Just, Head
0: wounds bleed a lot. Don't yeah. ask how I know.
1: Yeah, um, so that that's where she is in the wrong. Um, as far as her mother, she's apparently doing what mother her, what she's doing. You know, apparently they patched things up at some point, and now Holly is turning herself in and facing the music. Does it? Does the whole thing deserve ten years in prison? I don't know. I I I do not have the I don't have all the facts to know. Is this her first offense? Is this her tenth offense? I don't know. Um, is ten years warranted? I couldn't tell you. But with all of that said, I want to talk about how this article was written. Remember that first paragraph: an unemployed millennial. That's what they framed her as, and and she is in fact an unemployed millennial. But and and. I admit I may be reading a bit too much into this, but there are some. There are a lot of people out there that just read the first the first paragraph, or or even just skim over it and think, "Oh, another spoiled millennial not getting her way," and use that to attack millennials as a whole, because as we know and as we've discovered, if any sort of group that is not the quote unquote majority group, whichever that case may be, your mileage may vary insert as you need, but if they're not a part of the quote-unquote majority group, then they as has been my experience have to be straight in line, straight laced, straight perfect, and if any one of them fuck up, then it's the entire group's fault. Uh, again, I admit I may be reading too much into it, but you know what? That's why we have co-hosts. Aaron, why don't you start off on this one? <laughs> why should I? Uh <laughs> Honestly.
2: Uh I do think you're reading too much into this, quite honestly. Okay. Yeah. I really do. Alright. Um this is a nothing story. Okay. I'm sorry, it is. All right. Woman gets mad, woman throws phone at mom. Mom apparently is not pressing... I guess the police are the ones pressing the charges. Yeah. I guess. If mom is paying for her goddamn lawyer. Um yeah, uh let's let's Okay. So how do you want? Let me present this to you as a question. All right. Okay. okay. To make my point. Okay. For the last few years, we've been constantly bombarded with question with stories about how millennials are doing this and millennials are doing that and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And as time has gone on even more recently, people are pointing out, Hey, the first millennials are in their thirties, right? You know, Okay. which do you want? Cause you can't have it both ways. Right. She is an unemployed millennial living with her parents. True. She's in her 30s. Yeah. As far yeah. as writing this story is concerned, it's accurate. So what's the problem?
0: Yeah. Well, they could have referred to her as a 30-year-old woman.
2: They could have. Like they yeah. didn't
0: feel that it was appropriate to classify her as a woman when they could just call her a millennial. The, the the fact that she is a millennial is completely irrelevant to the story one hundred percent one hundred percent irrelevant but they decided to use that word instead of any other word that they could use to describe her particularly woman yeah <laughs> and and the, it's one of my beefs um, is you know like um, because I am a thirty three year old woman the number of times that I am referred to as girl um, or, or that, um, you know, like nobody calls me woman, like nobody refers to me as a woman, uh, you know, like stuff like that. And, and it's hard for me to wrap my mind around being an adult when literally nobody will call me a woman.
2: And that's fair. That, that is fair. That is a very good point that I did not consider yeah so
0: so the fact that they framed her in a in this this millennial she's unemployed they tried to make her seem very childish and take away any bit of um you know self-reliance or or self anything um by classifying her as you know like the fact that she's unemployed and a millennial is irrelevant to the story yeah um so that's, I think, where Gomer's coming from. I can kind of see it. I think, I think it's true. This is really a non-story because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't seem like the parents even want to press charges. It sounds to me like she's probably emotionally disturbed in some way that this is not talking about, and they just they're framing it to make it sound like she's a lazy, entitled millennial.
2: Yeah. All right. Okay, I'll concede. I uh, my, my point was ill thought out, and that uh, and uh, yeah. I'll concede that.
0: (laughs) Two co-hosts. This is why we have two (laughs) co-hosts.
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Uh, So we'll go from there. We'll go a little bit further. One state over, actually, to Putnam County, West Virginia. Take me home, country roads.
0: West Vertucky, as we call it in my family.
1: (laughs) West Vertucky?
0: Yes. Everything is as Hoosier as Kentucky. We lived in West Virginia when I was little.
1: Wait as Hoosier it's... as Kentucky but Hoosier is Indiana
0: Yes, but in the Midwest everybody who is like a hick is called a Hoosier okay in Missouri every hick is called a Hoosier
1: I did not know this hmm. and I've lived in the Midwest I did not know this okay. another 50
2: cent 50 cent word coming up and now thespian talk we get gives you a lesson in regional nomenclature. <laughs>
0: everyone i live in missouri and we call every redneck piece of shit a hoosier <laughs> so oh, most wow. of the midwest is called hoosiers. <laughs> i don't know i don't i haven't lived here my whole life i've only lived here long enough to call everyone a hoosier
1: yeah <laughs> oh so all right let's 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 get on let's get on with putnam county west virginia then um A warrant has been issued for a man accused of creating and sending a fake letter sent from the West Virginia governor's office in an attempt to have his past crimes pardoned. A criminal complaint says James Justice II, 49 of Nitro, I know where that is, forged the governor's signature on a fake letter saying that he was being pardoned of all probation and felonies. The complaint says the forged document also had two fake West Virginia seals on it. The letter is riddled with spelling and grammatical errors. The complaint says the letter was sent to Put- to the Putnam County, Proba- Putnam County Probation Office, I swear I can read, on February 27th. The fake letter also included a motion to dismiss Justice II's upcoming probation hearing regarding a past burglary conviction. The governor's office says Governor Justice did not grant a pardon to Justice II. Justice II is being charged with forgery of public record and forgery of official seals. And- All right, Gomer, yes. I'm looking at the picture that you attached here.
2: Yeah. On the YouTube version, you need to put this up so people can see it because it oh, is amazing.
1: Oh, of course I'm going to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so if you're listening to this on the podcast and just listening to the audio version, go to the YouTube version. You have to see this. It's. Oh, my God. I yes. can't believe this is. This is part of he actually thought this was going to work department.
0: Yeah. Also, um, in addition to everything else, can we get a somebody in the comments to tell us how many times Gomer has said the word justice in the last five minutes? I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and just give us a tally. Don't take a shot; you might kill yourself. Yeah, I was uh, going
0: to say, if you want to make it a drinking game, you can die young.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> Woo!
2: And... I mean, just off the, just off the, off the cuff. There's the seal, and directly under this, it says the state of West, West
1: Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, when I I initially saw this, I was paying more attention to the body of the letter. I did not notice the damn header at
2: first. (laughs) The the header is bad. The phone number is written in ink. (laughs) Yes! There's Carnant, like, it's like, Jim Justice, Governor, Jeff Sandy, Carnant Secretary. There's no why in secretary on this. <laughs> Cabinet is spelled wrong. It's just, yeah?
1: just, right out of the gate, your scam has failed. Yeah. And and even <laughs> oh God. And even his address, which is in Nitro, West Virginia. West Virginia. Not not West Virginia. West Virginia. uh Wow. There's not even a comma in, in the in the thing. But okay. For for the benefit of those who are listening to audio only. I am going to attempt to try and read this this letter as it is intended punctuation and all or lack thereof <clears throat> <clears throat> Dear Mr. Justice the 2nd, I enclosing this letter that I the said Governor Jim Justice will and has pardoned you on all felonies against you your DOB 2870 in Putnam County, West Virginia. Case number 15F16 offense is pardoned and your probation is hereby waived under my hand, the authority of the power of the State of West Virginia. <sighs> There's no comma there but I have to breathe. You are hereby pardoned by my office of the Governor. Therefore, I hereby issue this to you Mr. Justice 2nd. One comma was after. Therefore, I ran out of breath before I could reach there. Oh, you haven't even
2: gotten to the end of it. If given, I may, yeah, go ahead. Oh, Sorry. Oh, oh, okay.
1: Given under my hand, Dad, the <laughs> 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 given under my <laughs> hand, Dad, the Great Seal of the State of West Virginia on this day, February twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Uh,
2: no, but, no. Look directly under the
1: signature, Governor. Governor. There's
2: no R between the E and the N where they're, they're
1: yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> and the thing is, it's also very uh, at the top. He has it spelled right, Governor. And at the bottom, <laughs> he doesn't. Like, like, do you even, dude? Th- this, this is the dude. This is the dude who flunked out of every English class in high school.
0: This is a Scooby-Doo
2: villain, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. Scooby-Doo villains, their plans were stupid, but for the most part they were reasonably intelligent people.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um maybe a villain on like a Disney TV show.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. wow.
2: <laughs> oh god. This is this is like a villain on The Flintstones. That's what that's that's
1: that's where this lies.
0: <laughs> yeah? Oh,
1: oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and and keep up with weirdness because I, I I have only other thing I have to add to that story is I know where Nitro is. That's just a little bit west of Charleston. That's that I, I that's all I know. Uh, so, so this next one we I found this through Slate, and in recent years I've been using Slate less and less as a source, but this one just caught my attention. Because of the, the absurdity, and 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 just, just a sandwich, pasta, French fries. These are all items that might reasonably be improved by adding some cheese. I hear that. I, I'm sorry.
2: I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just I read that and listening to it in there, and suddenly I just imagine Seuss from Gravity Falls saying that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> a sandwich, pasta, French. I, I can't do Seuss. I wish I could.
1: Oh. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen even an episode of Gravity Falls, but I'll try. A sandwich. Pasta. Yeah, I probably couldn't. Uh, I'm not even going to bother because I know I'm yeah. going to have... I'm, Becky's going to hear it and she's going to be like, dude, you were so off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nah. Uh, notice that nowhere on that list did you see an entry for babies. To be clear, there is no benefit, neither neither nutritional nor taste-wise, to adding cheese to a baby. I question your use of taste-wise, Slate. <laughs> Are you assuming that people are eating their babies? Because... no. (laughs) And yet, a series of videos that's gaining attention on Twitter suggests that cheese makes a great compliment to any baby. Babies are defenseless creatures who can't protect themselves when cheese is thrown in their direction and sometimes can't figure out how to remove the cheese, which leaves them suspended in a cheesy limbo state until an adult steps in to provide assistance. Help! Help! I need an adult. Uh, this, you might argue, is what makes cheesing in quotes great. But it doesn't. But doesn't that seem a little easy? It's like dunking on a baby. Is it also funny when babies get hit by anvils or conked on the head or fall off cliffs or end up in any wily coyote-like situation? It is kind of funny when babies fall down, but not if they actually get hurt. No one wants to see a baby in distress. And cheesing a baby is a quick recipe for exactly that. To review, adding cheese to food? Often a great idea. Adding cheese to a baby? Don't do it. Somebody got paid for that. Somebody not only got paid for it, somebody had enough of an issue with it. Because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, if you're throwing just a small slice of cheese on a baby's face for five seconds... That's five seconds. Baby's going to be fine. And odds are the parent or whoever's taking care of the baby is right there to comfort them. And tell them that it's okay. So I I, I get the whole idea of just stop having fun, guys. It's just, uh, oh my god, what? <laughs> and also the fact that just cheesing babies. That-,
0: that really sounds, it sounds like something that it's not. Cheesing babies really sounds like something terrible, but it's really just putting some cheese on your kid.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's and that's also a phrase I never thought I would say in my life, but here we are. Cheesing babies. Oh, make that the title too, just so everybody else can think of it at the same time. and wonder Cheesing what the fuck.
0: Cheesing babies.
1: <laughs> Cheesing babies is the name of my Weezer
2: cover band. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, you should, oh would my gosh.
0: up at your concert if your Weezer cover band was called Cheezing Babies. Yes.
1: Yes, we will go. We will do this. Holy
2: <laughs> shit. Oh, oh God. And now, now, Rivers Cuomo is going to go form a uh, form a Weezer cover band called Cheezing Babies because it'll be that meta. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, man. Oh, well. Uh, and, we'll, we're, and, and next, and, and you know, then, you know, to be utterly meta, their first album will be released exclusively
1: through Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too bad I don't play Candy Crush. Oops. Uh, Do people still
0: play Candy Crush? Is that still a thing?
1: I got one of our
2: uh, CAD guys at my old job playing it just the other day. <laughs> so. Oh,
1: man. I I like match three games. I just prefer Bejeweled, honestly.
0: Hmm. What about Farmville? Weezer
1: could release through Farmville. Oh, yeah, there, there you, you go. go. There you go.
0: <laughs> that's that's got to be something that nobody really plays anymore. Yeah,
2: yeah Farmville. Jesus.
0: Oh. Jesus.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, our last story. And again, it's one of those things where the the our article itself, it, it talks about one particular thing, but there's just one detail. Well, okay, actually a couple of details that stunt – that jumped out at me that just drove it into the realm of, wait, what, what the fuck that I, I just had to bring it up. And this is out of Huntsville, Texas. Apparently there is a Huntsville in Texas. I did not know this until, until today. Uh, a Texas inmate was executed Thursday for Thursday evening for the killings of nearly 30 years ago of his estranged wife, estranged wife's parents and her brother, who was a police officer. Obviously that's not the what the fuck part. In terms of this story, I'm, you know, Billy Wayne Cobble received lethal injection at the state penitentiary in Huntsville for the August 1989 shooting deaths of Robert and Zelda Vika and their son Bobby Vika at separate homes in Axtell, northeast of Waco. I've been to Waco. Uh, Kabul, 70, once described by a prosecutor as having a heart full of scorpions was the oldest inmate executed by Texas since the state resumed carrying out capital punishment in 1982. And full disclosure, when I, when I was going over this, to put it in here, I first initially read it as Cobble describing the prosecutor as having a heart full of scorpions. And I'm like, that, that would be weird, but no, it was the opposite that happened.
2: A Heart Full of Scorpions is also the name of my Johnny Cash cover album.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the next game that somebody's going to have to make for Weezer to drop their music in. Yes! There you go. (laughs) Oh,
1: okay. Also,
0: the subtitle for this episode (laughs) Cheezing Babies. A Heart heart Full full of Scorpions. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
1: Oh, God. So, all right. So, asked to make a final statement, Cobble replied, that'll be $5. Okay, that's a little weird. He told the five witnesses he selected to be in attendance that he loved them, then again said, that'll be $5. Cobble nodded to the witnesses and added, take care. He gasped several times and began snoring. And here's where it gets even weirder for me. As Kabul was finishing his statement, his son, a friend, and a daughter-in-law became emotional and violent. Emotional, okay. Violent? Wait. (laughs) They were yelling obscenities, throwing fists, and kicking at others in the death chamber witness area. Officers stepped in, and the witnesses continued to resist. They were eventually moved to a courtyard, and the two men were handcuffed. Why are you doing this? The woman asked. They just killed his daddy. While the witnesses were being subdued outside, the single dose of pentobarbital was being administered to Kabul. He was pronounced dead 11 minutes later at 6.24 p.m. Texas Department of Criminal Justice spokesman Jeremy Dessel said the two men were arrested on a charge of resisting arrest and taken to the Walker County Jail. Okay. A fight breaking out in the execution chamber. That's a new one on me. I mean mean,
0: not a stereotype, but that really just sounds like a nice weekend in Texas.
1: (laughs) Come down to Texas. We we have we have steers, we, we have beers beers B and we come on down to the weekly execution fighting ring, where you can fight, where you can fight your partner while while uh, some dudes getting injected with uh, the le- lethal dose of whatever the fuck is in this vial.
0: I just imagined that there was somebody outside selling tickets. <laughs> oh, God, oh! Tickets to see the lethal injection, and then tickets for the fight. Like somebody was like taking bets.
2: There's a bookie talking to the guards, you know. Oh my god, yeah. the
0: guards are the bookies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're horrible people.
0: We we truly are. I apologize to the universe. <laughs> uh.
2: Now I'm gonna address the that'll be five dollars thing, because I think there is actually a reasonable explanation for that. I get the feeling that was an inside joke for him and his family.
1: Probably, yeah. Uh that that's that that's honestly that's the only explanation that makes sense. Uh, just uh, it, would be, it would be like if the three of us were in that similar situation and my last words were suddenly grenades
2: yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> meanwhile and of course after I yelled that the guards were like what <laughs> uh, and then the whole place would have to be shut down everybody would be body searched uh, it would be
0: but- great and we'd sell tickets for that too We'd sell yes, we tickets
2: were. for that. Cat and I afterwards cat and I would be at the bar going, oh, "Damn it, Gomer." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, so so with that that is going to do it for this week cuz oh my god. There there is absolutely I, I couldn't even find anything to top it. That's 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 the that's the whole thing. It's just wow. <laughs> oh, so as I mentioned That'll earlier
0: that'll be $5 is how much it costs to get into the Weezer concert when he's playing.
1: There you go. One of
0: the albums that we just made up for him.
1: There you go. Oh, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to pop off of here. Uh, Aaron, if we wanted to find you on social media, where could we find you? Uh, you can find
2: me on Twitter at shallow fifteen s h a hallow S-H-A-L-L-O-W-1-5. Also on YouTube.com slash DubiousCon, D-U-B-I-O-U-S-K-H-A-N. And when I finally actually do get around to it, other stuff available on rtgomer.com. I do want to state one thing. This may possibly be my last regular Thespian Talk episode. I have a new job that I start uh, tomorrow, which is Monday the 4th. Um, And uh, my schedule may be changing. So I may not be available to record as often as I have been. So we'll see what happens as we go. I will show up whenever I possibly can and we'll see what happens from there.
1: Yeah. And as always, we'll, we'll adapt. We've, we've done it before. We'll do it again. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but yeah. And yes, congrats on the new job. Definitely. Um, Kat, where could we find you on the social medias?
0: You can find me on the social medias On Twitter at LabyrinthCat And Facebook.com slash nerdiscat. And if you want to check out my other shows I do um, uh, We're getting ready to bring Nerd to the Third Power back For the new season We're going to have a new co-host joining us It's going to be real cool um, You can find us um, Just search like YouTube and stuff For Nerd to the Third Power You'll find us um, And then uh, I do another show called What the Fuck with Josh Hadley On 1201Beyond.com uh, we haven't had an episode for a couple of weeks, and it's mostly because we've been taking turns being sick, so, um, we'll, <laughs> yeah. be recording this week. Should be, anyway.
1: There you go. Now, now there was a, there was a What the Fuck released, uh, the, the previous week that we've been recording this, so it's always interesting, it's always interesting now with the new recording schedules you guys have, that it's like, okay, it's every two weeks now, now I'm listening to you guys react to things that happened two weeks ago, and- uh-huh. And, and sometimes those line up with this show and it's like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And there definitely episodes where Josh talks about stuff, where y'all talk about something we talked about here and it's like, yeah, poor cat, she has to put up with it twice.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, there would definitely be times where we'd record and then I would go in like a couple hours later to record with Josh about the exact same thing and, I'm, and I always go, well, you know, I already said this earlier today, mm-hmm. but.
1: Yeah, which, you know what? That's kind of part of the fun. <laughs>
0: Well, actually, what it does is it gives me a chance to use you guys as my warm up for what I want to say so that I say it like slightly more eloquently for Josh, because normally I'm like a just a uh, mouth diarrhea when I'm on that show. Mm-hmm. I can't comprehend what I'm saying when I'm saying it. So I come off like real dumb most of the time. <laughs> Aww. Aww.
1: <laughs> we love you anyway, Kat. Yes. Oh, so yeah. Uh, if you want to find me on the social medias, you can find me on the Twitters, the Tumblers, the Instagrams, the YouTubes, at gomer 21 X. This particular show, if you just search for Thespian Talk on YouTube, you can find it there. Uh, I also have just recently started a new podcast. I believe I mentioned it last week. I'm going to mention it again. It's a bi-weekly show in which we talk about all things sex and sexuality called The Junk Drawer, a... A a oh god it's so long I'm, I'm I'm blanking out on the rest of it a frank discussion of sex that's the, that's the rest of it the junk drawer frank a frank discussion of sex it comes out biweekly every other I believe I'm going to keep it at Tuesday for right now uh, so every other Tuesday there's not going to be one the day after this goes up but it'll be one next week. Um, And that can be found not only on the same podcast feed as Thespian Talk, if you're looking on podcast feeds, but you can also find that along with this show and other things that I do over at rtgomer.com. And if you want to watch me stream video games or whatever, I eventually want to get into uh, more serious shiny hunting, but I want to get an upgrade for my 2DS first, uh, you can go over to twitch.tv slash... Gomer21XX and I'm gonna try and stream as I as I mentioned earlier on the show Monday Wednesday Friday is what I'm gonna try and go for. Let's see if I can do it for this week. I managed two out of those three days in this last week. It was pretty cool, and one of those streams was kind of was really cool because in that in the chat in the stream was not only my girlfriend but also somebody I have a crush on. So I I, I find that very notable, and I and I'm very tickled by it. So. With that said, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Take care, everybody. And until next time, this is Gomer, the Ranting Thespian, with Aaron Mills and the Cat, signing off.